This is Super Yacht Radio. Welcome to Super Yacht Radio. And as we are in Men's Health Week, um, we are bringing up the topic looking in particular at men's mental health. And I have the pleasure of being joined today by Tristan Mortlock, Super Yacht Captain, and Super Yacht Captain on YouTube, and also a Super Yacht Captain. Uh, <laughs> pleasure to have you here again, Tristan. Hello, Maeve. Yes, thank you very much for welcoming me back on your station. Well, you know, here. we had a, the pleasure of catching up in January um, from your ACRU award and catching up with different leaders. And in our chat, this is a really important topic for you. It's something you feel very strongly about. And looking at recent statistics in our industry, um, 70, just over 70% of crew are actually male. And it is a very big topic and one that isn't really spoken about in particular that much in our industry. So it's great to have you here to kind of bring in the captain's perspective of how Absolutely. our industry are managing this, what we can do better, and what we need to be aware of. Um, I think, um, Maeve, that the, I think the first step, the issue at the moment is, well, the good thing at the moment is in, in recent years, men's mental health is you know, people are more aware of it. It's, it's talked about more and um, which is a good thing. So the first thing is that, you know, we are becoming more aware of it. The thing with our industry now within being the captain, there's no, not only a captain, but any crew member. When there's no actual training to do in order to, to recognize people, men or women, suffering from mental health issues okay so within within the industry you know from from a captain's point of view the first step is we need to implement some sort of training we need so to at the moment know, the, there's nothing in the helm training there's not a one or two day course it's really nothing. only if you no, in the medical training something. in the medical training it's like injury and trauma training there's no mental health training in the helm course there's a bit of people management but it's, it's, it's how you deal, the more the helm stuff is more how you deal with different cultures, how to communicate. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's no training to do with mental health. So I, the first step for the, our industry to move forward is we need our industry leaders, our industry schools, you know, like the Blue Waters, the Warsashes, the, um, the PYA, these leaders who are helping crew, they need to, in my opinion, kind of come together and say, look, this is a big issue within our industry. People are losing their lives, unfortunately, unfortunately because of it. We need to implement some sort of training so people that are on board, the senior, the, the seniors of departments, even the junior crew members, there is some sort of training and letting them understand, you know, how to recognize an individual that may be suffering. Um, from mental health so that 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 I think is the you know the second step because the first step is that we're saying we're more aware of it now I I think that you know it, it strikes me one in four one in five depending on the country people will suffer from some mental health disorder be it anxiety or depression or any other array of things 
Um, I th- particularly having done the series now with Emma for Seize the Mind, I find it mind boggling that in some ways it hasn't been brought in yet. Um, often because in some ways in, on a yacht, you don't have access to the same support, the same therapies, the same immediate other um, layers. So it means that as captain, as senior crew, you need to manage the health, both physical health and mental health of the crew. And um, I, I would totally agree. I think without having an awareness, being able to pick up the signs. And I, I think that's where this comes in relevant as well, because although, for example, uh, depression affects both men and women, and we may feel it the same, how we present it can be different with the g- genders as well. And the whole language surrounding it, and, and I think this is the next big thing, is um, we've had a discussion on the radio about this and what became very clear was there is still a tremendous amount of stigma in our industry about mental health and fear of how it will affect uh, their future career. And with both of those, I think it adds the whole nother pressure on top of crew who are not feeling mentally strong. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, You know, Richard Branson from Virgin famously said, you know, that, that old saying that the customer is always right is a load of crap. <laughs> he said, the people that come first should always be your staff. Okay. In order for your staff to come first, you need to make sure they're, you know, fit and healthy for duty. And that is part of the captain's duty. So if you don't have a fit and healthy crew, and by fit crew and healthy, I mean also mentally healthy, you know, it's not only going to affect the individual, which is the most important thing, but it's also going to affect the day-to-day runnings on any vessel. Because if somebody's not in their right frame of mind and they need help, how, how is that not going to, you know, treacle down through the rest of the boat? Okay. So I think, the attitude within the industry towards crew on board vessel needs to change. Crew need to come first. The guests, they come second because if you've got a healthy crew, you're going to have happy guests. If you've got unhealthy crew, you're going to have unhappy guests. So that's the first thing. So we need to change that mindset that we do everything. If we're working 18 hour days, it's for the guests. No, that's, that's wrong. And the problem is, is people have become accustomed to this, right? And it's become, the industry norm. Yes, the good thing is now we have the you know MLC 2006, which stipulates the number of working hours on rests we must have. But if you've got somebody that is struggling on board during the season, one thing I guarantee you, lack of sleep and rest mm-hmm. and time off is going to make things a hell of a lot worse. Okay. But you know, some management companies, owners or captains, you know, like to put blind, you know, turn a blind eye against it. So, you know, that this is the next step is kind of changing our mindset, our attitude and our approach towards the industry. And it's the other thing as well is what's not happening, happening, what's not helping the mental health side of things is going off topic a little bit here, but is, in my opinion, the social media world, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. It, you know, I, I can't, I, got, I can't contradict myself because, you know, Super Yacht Captain is all about being on social media, but it's about, you know, talking about what life is like on board yachts. And we tell also stories from other crew members, but social media is honestly, you, people are comparing their lives, their own lives to people on social media, but people on social media only post their best parts of their life. You know, their whole day might be, you know, pretty average. And that last five minutes of their day where they're, I don't know, sipping a cocktail on the beach, you know, people that are seeing this thinking they're doing this all day, you know, all night, every single day, but this simply is the case. So then what happens is people start comparing themselves and saying, why has this person got everything, but I'm working so hard and I feel I have nothing. So I think, you know, social media, it's got its pros for sure, but it's certainly got you know, a lot of cons um, as well. I think um, we've we've had an episode about this, but it's looking at um, social media, particularly the huge influence it has on younger members. You know, it's a two-edged sword. On some ways, it helps people feel connected. Any yacht crew, particularly at the moment, know they're going on to the crew sites. There are now so many different yacht crew sites. It you know, it helps them find out what's going on. It helps them feel connected. But as you say, it's not true connection. It's not that face-to-face meeting. It's the, and, and, you know, the vision of what life is like on board for the younger ones coming in, you know, the green, green crew is a very glossy, wonderful view. Um, it, it's one of the things I mentioned before. I've, I, uh, um, Aizwan and Super Yacht Services Guide and Chief the Sea got together to have a hashtag life on board, which was real images of what's happening, be it scrubbing down the deck or, you know, polishing up the passer rail or to try and give snapshots of what life is actually like, because it's tremendously hard work. You're sharing a very small amount of personal space which I also think is a huge factor as well in this. You know, you don't have, you work and live in the same space. You don't have a space you can leave, close the door, get away from everyone. Who you're working with is who you're living with. And that puts a whole nother slant on it as well. Yes, absolutely. I think um, also for the younger people, they will are influenced by certain um, characters on board yachts, but they, they look up to their superiors and it's important for the superiors to set an example. Um, you know, going back to what you said, you know, about the crew looking at this whole, you know, sparkly picture of what the yachting industry is. Uh, I saw an advert of one of the schools. I won't mention it. And it was like highlighting the best bit saying, do you want to travel the world on a luxury super yacht cruising into place like Monaco and Saint-Tropez? They're just highlighting like as, as if it was some sort of, of holiday <laughs> and not showing the react. And this was from one of the maritime schools. I believe the, you know, that post has been taken down since, but it was giving a false idea, ideology of what it is to work you know, in this, in this industry. And when people do come to the industry, you know, the, the green crew, the young people coming in, it's, 
it's essential that the training schools make them aware of what the reality is. You can't be selling this lifestyle, you know, so-called lifestyle, which is not, which is not reality. You're not spending the whole day on the sun deck in the jacuzzi, <laughs> sipping champagne, champagne, soaking up, <laughs> soaking up the Mediterranean Sea. Come on, you are soaking up the Mediterranean Sea, but normally in your hands and knees scrubbing teak decks, you know? <laughs> so, you know, and so it is important for all the superiors to, you know, make, make sure that, and by superiors, I don't mean just superior crew. I mean, you know, schools, you know, PYA, all these, you know, we need to make people aware of it. So, yeah, it's, it, it is, um, you know, unfortunate as some people do put this um, unrealistic, you know, thing on the super yacht industry, this image on the super yacht industry, better said. But uh, when people, I think the reality is if, if people genuinely believe that that's going to be the lifestyle, then if, I'm a true believer. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Probably is. <laughs> you know. So anyway, um, if we could have a look at, at just your perspective on the stigma and the fear around uh, having a, a problem with your mental health, because I, I think this is also a huge component, um, equally probably for men and women, but. Possibly even a little bit more so for men, possibly because we have created more of a space that and women will express themselves emotionally more. But there is still the fear of if I if I say something, number one, that that stigma of, you know, what's wrong with me? Everyone tells me I should be fine. I've got this fabulous job. I'm working. I'm, you know, doing this great job, I'm traveling the world, everyone at home thinks I've got the life of Riley, to use an Irish term, but you know, yes. um, and if I admit to something, will it kill my career if I have to take, uh, and I like to use the adage of, you know, if you break your arm, you have no problem taking three or four weeks to allow that to heal or six weeks. If we have hit a crisis in our mental health, it's much harder for people to say, you know what, I need six weeks off to go home and get therapy. And I think that that fear and stigma of perception is a huge deterrent in people being able to open up. And in essence, probably the one that they have to open up most to is the captain. So their relationship with the captain is going to be a huge part of how able they feel to communicate yeah i think you you will find um there, there'll be a number of people there'll be people who are, are uncomfortable to talk about it and it's i i think you'll find it's not because of stigma they just don't want to talk about it right there'll be people who do want to talk about it and feel that they can't and this is where i think the training then comes in because then what you can do is when you do your, say, your crew introduction, you can talk to the crew members, you know, one by one and explain to them if there's any issues. And I think thirdly, there is people who do openly talk about their issues. But going back to the, the stigma, I think it, it, it kind of still is there, but it is, it is slowly but surely changing as the world becomes more aware. We're more open to mental health people suffering from it and people who are not suffering from it. And I say that because it's, it can be a family member of yours. So 
I would I would think the majority of us have been subject to you know mental health issues, whether it's a you know a friend, a family member. Um, certainly, we've had some sort of connection to it. So we're becoming more aware of it. People who are worried about what people will say, I mean, it, it, the worry is there, isn't it? I mean, they are going to be worried. You don't know what the reaction is going to be. But again, this this stigma will go away if all crew members do, like even as a day training course, if we all understand what to look for and what it is, because people are normally afraid of what they don't understand mm-hmm. and they laugh it off. And the people that look at, they say, you know, everybody tells me I should be happy. The people saying that don't understand what they're going through. And the fact they don't understand the unknown people are afraid of, if you train people, then that whole stigma is going to go away. You know, I think that's, I keep mentioning the training. I think that is the the key Mm -hmm. to improving our industry and any kind of business or industry is it's a massive thing globally. It's huge. So many people are suffering and we need to understand what it is. I'm not saying let's turn all crew members into psychiatrists. It's knowing when to seek help for that person. If you're having, if, if that person is confiding in not necessarily the captain, they might not feel comfortable with the captain. You know, a lot of people get kind of anxious around the captain, but another crew member, that crew member needs to be trained saying, this person is confining me. They are suffering badly. You know, on the outside, they give the appearance that everything's all jolly, everything's happy. Let's, you know, let's have a barbecue together. But on the inside, you know, it's a different world for them. So the important thing for us is if a person is confined to another person, that individual needs to know what to do, how to react, how to say, what to say, and then refer it to the captain and the captain there can make the decision to seek help for that person. But what we what we need to be very careful of is being sensitive towards the people that are suffering, because you know a lot of people don't want it to be public, and we need to respect that. But they need to talk about it to to somebody, see a doctor, and if they need to be prescribed some sort of medication, then you know then so so be it. Because it also you know at a certain point it's it's not just also their health and safety, it's the whole team's health, health and safety. You know, it, it plays a huge role because there is a huge amount of symbiosis within the crew dynamic as well. Absolutely. I mean, it's not, not, they're not only, well, we don't know what the person is suffering from. They might not be only a danger to themselves, but also a danger to, to others, that, you know, colleagues, crew members, you know, possible guests. They might make decisions that, you know, other people probably wouldn't make, which will have a consequence to other, you know, individuals on board the boat. And then as I, I mean, I, I think even having a, a bit like you have, you know, somebody who is, and it doesn't have to be the captain, as you said, but one of the crew that is trained up just as you have someone trained up in, in first aid, you have someone trained up in mental health first aid. And I think what you've said, is also that they have the skills of knowing how to communicate. I mean, if I've learned anything from this series with Emma of Seize the Mind, is even looking at, you know, communication isn't just being able to listen, but 
being able to provide the environment that somebody can communicate and using the right language. You know, one of the things that came up in our last episode was the term manning up, you know, just man up or toughen up or you'll be fine, you know, just get on with it. yeah, or trying to I be think, positive, but it's not actually very helpful to the person in, uh, who's suffering. Not at all. I mean, what we what we do um, off charter, obviously, uh, is every single morning we have a, a crew meeting, so we all get together, cup of coffee, cup of tea, and we talk about the jobs to be done of the day, and then we open up the floor to everybody if they want to talk about anything, and we could have a, a joke, we can have a serious conversation. But we make sure that we're all kind of like on the same level. And then what I always say to the crew is if anything you want to talk about, you know, you don't want to talk about with the with the rest of the crew. We have the saying, you know, the captain's door is always open. And my approach to captaincy is always it's a lot more different, as you already know, to the older school captains. It's more I just want to. We want an easy life. I want my crew to have an easy life. And by easy life, I don't mean we don't want tension as you do this, you do that. You lead by example, not by barking orders at people. And by leading by example, people start feeling feeling more comfortable around you and then they feel they can communicate with you. So as the captain, your own demeanor will have an effect on the rest of your crew. So if you're harsh and you're hectic, they're not going to, well, one, I don't, you probably have a lack of respect, but two, they're definitely not going to confine in you and tell you things that they feel that you will have a negative response to. So that's another step as well. Like you said, I always say the keys to good captaincy of any good crew, first thing I always say is communication. Mm-hmm. And communication isn't just talking, like you said, to one another. Communication is things like body language, is the tone that you speak to people. Communication is understanding that in different cultures, you know, certain things mean different things. So they might say something and you interpret it in a different way, but the way they meant to say it was different. So by understanding all of this, and it's not easy, you know, saying it is a lot easier than reality, but if you're open to it, it makes for an easier flow of things on board, both work-wise and how people are feeling whilst at work and off work, because we live together even off hours as well. I I think as well, it's also being able to recognize certain signs that we might misunderstand as something else. So one of the pertinent things Robin and Patik said is, they would notice that men who are feeling very anxious, instead of saying, I have anxiety, they would talk about stress. And men who are feeling uh, depressed are more likely to react being angry. And that's, so instead of it, instead of, you know, as a woman, you might say, I'm just feeling really blue, or I'm, you know, wobbly, or I'm upset, or whatever, men will be more likely to cover that up with just being angry. So if we see it on the surface, we think either, God, they're really stressed out, or he just seems really angry at the moment. But actually, that's just the shell of what's going 
on deep inside or the other side is, you know, the one that really parties hard once they can, you know, and is escaping it either through substances or adrenaline or some other mask of what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, it's funny. Like the, I think the the party and alcohol thing we can get onto in a second because I've got to, you know, it's alcohol does not help people with, with, you know, mental health issues and people do hide it. But I think also going back to what you're saying is about when people are feeling depressed or stress is that they don't know what it is. So the way they express it is like you said, either saying uh, they are stressed or they're, or they're expressing it through anger. So they don't know how to react to how they're feeling inside. And if it is anxiety, they might confuse it. Like you said, for anger. So again, this just goes about this goes back to understanding what it is. This goes back to teaching people what it is. And now we we all know alcohol is a big problem in in the yachting industry. Um, alcohol, a lot of people don't know, is a depressant. So if you're feeling, if you've got anxiety or you're feeling depressed, and you hide that by drinking after work, you feel good while you're drinking. But I assure you, the next morning, you feel four times worse than you did before you started drinking the, the, the day before. So the alcohol consumption within the industry is, is pretty high. You always see, and I, 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 I listen, I'm not, I'm not an angel. You know, in my day, when I started, when I'm in my 20s, we go out, we party, and the next morning you feel you feel terrible, but you, you get on with it. But I wasn't I didn't feel I was suffering from anything. We all just passing with friends and doing what 20, 22 year olds do. But from somebody that is having issues with anxiety, issues with depression or any kind of other mental health issues, alcohol is the worst thing or drugs is the worst thing you could be doing. There's there's nothing worse that you can be doing. In my opinion, I'm not a doctor. I feel exercise is a great thing. I know everybody says it, but when you are, say you're going for even a 10 minute run or 15 minute run, it's releasing endorphins and it's giving you a natural feel good factor and you're doing good things for your body. And for me personally, it clears my mind as well. Um, Not to say that, you know, never drink again, but just control it. Just understand like, okay, I'm feeling bad. I really want to go and have a beer. How's that going to make me feel tomorrow morning? It's not going to make me feel better. It's going to make me feel worse. So we need to kind of explain that to people and make sure they understand because a lot of people don't put those two kind of in the same park, so to speak. Um, Yeah, I I think it there's also for the younger members possibly also the the FOMO thing the fear of missing out you don't want to be oh no thanks very much you know I'm I'm just going to go to my quarter and watch a movie um and yet you know in in some ways it is finding that balance of life and I I think that comes back to crew being able to put themselves first you know one of the interesting things as you talk to crew is a lot of the reasons they've got in aside from the travel and the everything else but it's the hospitality thing you know that they love serving people and helping people and having these providing these great experiences and but that also means that 
you can put yourself lower on the scale of your own self-care. And particularly when you're, you've got charter on charter, you've got brutal hours, your whole focus is on something else to actually create a time that you stop and you kind of go, okay, what do I actually need? You know, you don't have quite the same choices. You can't go off for the weekend necessarily, or, you know, so I think it in some ways becomes even more important to be able to create some space for yourself, whatever that is. I mean, people talk about exercise and yoga. Those are going to be great tools, but they don't work for everyone. Some people need something more dynamic or more interactive. Um, yeah. But creating a space that allows self-care. Absolutely. So we we on board Motor AWOL, or except no, he no, all except the engineer, all the crew were you know at least four times a week going for a run, um, doing yoga. Obviously, depending on the chart to guess and. The, the demand i would always try to get up a half an hour earlier than i should do just to go for a 20 minute run because it just clears everything and you know that's the kind of culture we we want to encourage more i see more and more boats doing it i see more and more crew posting like crew days and it, the crew day isn't drinking and you know having a party they'll go into activities or they'll go zip wiring or rock climbing and you see it more and more and this is only a good thing for people that are suffering because it's not in a culture where it's just, okay, finish work, go to the pub. It's finished work and like, cool, guys, what we're going to do today, go to the pub once or twice a week. There's nothing wrong with that. But you don't, you want to avoid the culture of doing it every day. And so we, we have adopted that. Our engineer is a little bit older. He's kind of old school. He goes, he goes for his walks, which is fine. Um, but the rest of us, we do and try and stay fit and healthy. And it does, it, it gives a different feeling on board. You just, when you start the day like that, your mind, everything is kind of relaxed. Does that make sense? It's yeah. kind of like you're, you're ready to start the day and, you know, when guests then wake up, breakfast is served, you take the boat out, they have a fantastic time and you do it all again the next day. Now, in some cases, it's not possible because you might be an anchor for, you know, weeks at a time. But on the bigger vessels, I believe there's, you know, the crew gyms or they do crew transfers to the to the to the shore. Um, you know, but even stretching and things help stuff. It also brings up um, as one of the many roles as captain is also creating that crew dynamic because when you have a good crew dynamic of things that you do together, it means that your support system, those relationships on board are going to be that much stronger. And that is one of the biggest factors of how we recover or progress is that support system around us. And, you know, there's there's nothing more lonely than feeling alone, surrounded by people. When you feel connected with people, then you've got a much better um, platform in order to recover because it is easier to start a conversation with someone that you've been not just working with, but you've developed something, a personal relationship. I mean, I'm, I'm not one for running and talking at the same time. I like to just run, <laughs> run and breathe. <laughs> so I wouldn't be the chatty one, but it's those shared experiences that help bond us together as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. The other thing we need to you know at the same time, although we do need to create a, 
you know, a happy environment, a, fa- a family orientated environment, because you are a family, because you are going away from your own family for months at a time, and you're living and working together with these people. At the same time, what is very important is to have space. You need to, you know, you can't expect people to be together all the time. People need their space, let them go and have a day and do whatever they, whatever they want to do to kind of reboot your system. Even for me, you know, I will need space. You know, after a, a long season, you know, you do want the space from your crew. You want mm-hmm. to, okay, we spend the whole time together. Let's have our time off and we go off and do, do our own things. But while we're working on board, as you said, what is critical is to create an environment and a culture where you're not just work colleagues, you are essentially your mates, you know, your friends at the, if, at the, at the end of the day, if you want to do a barbecue on the dock and have a laugh and, you know, just tease each other, but, you know, in a pl- fun, playful way and have a good chat, then that, that's brilliant. That's the culture we need to encourage within, within the industry. But again, I do see it more and more, which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot more people are more aware and um, people are feeling nowadays that they're not just a number on board that they feel they're part of something which which is great and you know it's also that everybody when you have a more egalitarian crew i mean obviously captain you're going to be the leader of it but it means that everyone's role is seen as being important you know if i'm the deckhand versus the stew we might have different work she might have more responsibility but we're still really important parts or cogs in the wheel. Exactly. But it's, it's like I mentioned um, before that the, you know, the guest, the customer isn't always right. You know, let's put the people first. And when you see, I promise you, right. that when you see that the, the crew can see that they're getting put first, their needs are being taken care of. The acid, there's a change in attitude. There's a change of, and it's the word like it was energy on board the boat. You feel, right, you've done a great job, whether it's varnishing the cap and rails or polishing the showers. Every crew member, like any captain without their crew is not a captain. You can't operate without mm. your crew. Any successful charter yacht, any, char- any successful charter captain will tell you the key element is the yacht. Right. Sorry, it's the crew, not the yacht. You could have the nicest, most, you know, brand new fed ship with all the gizmos and all the toys, but have a bad management company, bad captain, you know, not not managing the crew well. Or you can have the an average boat, but with amazing crew. Guarantee you every single time any chartered guest will go back to the second boat, you know. Mm-hmm. And, it, and people are realizing this now, you know, and not now, it's been a few years people are realizing this. And the other thing I'm noticing a lot is crew um, longevity is a lot better now than what it used to be. People always used to think the grass was greener mm. on the other side. But the key element in, in this is you've got to remember to water your own grass. So you've got to give people incentives to stay and to make sure it doesn't become stagnant. And then this is where the owner comes in, itineraries, and like we said, like crew events, um, exercises, um, different charters, different locations. You don't want it to be like a Groundhog Day where it's the same thing because naturally people will not stay motivated. They will not be happy. 
but it's good to see that there is more longevity. There is there are positive things that are happening in the industry. And as we're saying, going back to the mental health thing, we are becoming aware of it and we just need to be trained in it. Just on a to kind of flip it is also um, who is watching the watcher would be the question, you know, of unfortunately, suicide in the UK is the leading cause of death for men between 35 and 45 years old, above cancer, above corona, above, above everything else. And I mean, really, this is the step that we want to put all the breakers in before we get there because suicide is the end point and unfortunately men are more effective in completing it and um, more violent. Um, sure. So it also, you know, we, we looked at younger crew, but there's also the, the captains. And I say this from, you know, personal experience of um, previously having talks and being rung by a friend who was a captain who rung up and said, I, I just heard this and I've I listened to the talk and I I can't manage anymore. You know, not only do I have my own stuff going on, but I can see my engineer isn't doing great and um, my stew is having problems and it's all kind of coming apart. And I bring this up because I think this is also important to address because older it, mental health affects us at all and every age. You know, there's no, we don't grow out of it. We don't get to 25 and go, great, I've got my head sorted. That's it. Uh, it can affect us at all ages. And possibly for the captain or the senior crew, it you have all that extra responsibility and you possibly are the generation behind that have been repeatedly told that men are tough and men are strong and not to express emotions. So they haven't even grown up in a world where we've been trying to encourage younger people to speak more. What's your so, view on yeah. that? Where do you go with so that? How, how do we, so what, you, what your, your question is, is how do we help the captains that, are, that, need, mm -hmm. that need help, the guys at the top? It's tricky. I, it's not. It's not. I think it also easy. comes back to having you know one person in place who's trained as a mental health first aider, so that mm. they have that not only the training but also the this is who you can talk to when you need help, yep. and it's an absolute privacy because I think yep. that's got to be a huge part for the captain too. You have a huge responsibility. You don't want to wig out your crew going. You know. Um, well, I'm I'm very I'm very fortunate because I have my wife working on on board with me. So if I'm having a bad day, I need to kind of live it out. You know, the poor woman, she's got to just sit there and listen. But that that's part of you know a happy marriage is being able to talk to your partner. And we tell well, I tell her everything that I'm feeling. And listen, we all have good days and bad days. And I think also you know if you're not working with your partner, it's you got to have an, another crew member that you as a captain can confide in. It could be the chief stew. It could be the engineer. It could be a uh, first mate. And you'll probably find that the people that they do talk to are the people that they've spent the most time with or the most time on boards with. And over the years or months, they've developed 
not only a working relationship relationship but a personal relationship i will like for me personally i've said things to my chief officer you know in in the past talk to them and tell them how i feel about certain situations about certain crew members because we are human you know we do we do get angry we do get irritated we do get upset like every other human and i think some people tend to forget that um it the truth is it won't be easy um if it's the older school captains they might not want to acknowledge the fact that they might have a problem but again this goes like you were saying this goes back to implementing a training on board because if say for example if it is the chief stewardess that's done the training or the engine whoever it might be they can then approach the captain and say look can we sit down and talk in private and just talk to them about how they've been observing them and their you know their character the way they've been or if they feel they can't maybe approach it with the management company or maybe another crew member or the owner of the boat so there are, there are solutions out there it is it is trickier possibly because the captain is the captain that people feel they can't approach these things again that would be down to the captain having the culture on board that we can talk about anything to anyone so we all need to help each other to make it to make everybody fit and healthy and to make sure we're all in the correct state of mind yeah and you're all watching out for each other that's what it's all about uh, and i think it it you know what you were saying earlier of everyone knows someone um uh, just a statistic from ireland that one in two people know someone who's had or having a mental health disorder which means half of us have somebody in our lives that's struggling in in some shape or form to bring a normality to it you know at some stage it's going to affect us even if it's not affecting you it will affect you because you will know someone you love who is going through it in yes. some shape or form and and keep it human and ultimately going back to the point what is most important is the individual you know they you've got a tremendous amount to give whether you're the deckhand or the captain there's a tremendous amount to give to your life to your career so the most important thing is making sure you're well and healthy and good in yourself um and if you can prioritize that then everything else will you know slowly fit into place the the, the first step is certainly recognizing that something is wrong that's the first step you know a lot of people don't recognize that something is wrong with them they they think what's happening to them is is normal like and they just can't understand why why aren't i feeling a certain way why am i feeling this way it becomes their not their normality and if they don't recognize it at the beginning it just becomes who they are mm. so this is why it's it's something and if they don't talk about it and they keep it inside it's very hard for somebody that's not trained to recognize something is wrong with this with this individual so for somebody that person you know for somebody that themselves is suffering just by recognizing it yourself is a lot harder than people like to to admit it's a lot lot harder to open up to yourself and think i need some sort of help with something not right with me that's going to be the first step and then once you realize that and you are willing 
you need to be willing to communicate it because otherwise you're not going to help yourself. And don't, the key element is there's, there's no embarrassment. There's no shame in it. It is not your fault. It's not. People think it's their fault. It is not. You can't, it's, you're not to blame. That is the key thing to remember. And for anybody that's going to, you know, kind of like brush it off, it's purely because they don't understand it. It's not because they don't believe in it. It's not because they feel this person is exaggerating. It's simply because they don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. And also to reiterate that there are lots of online support groups. In particular, Yakru Help has evolved in the past six, eight months, which is a bilingual 24-7 helpline for Yakru anywhere in the world that you can access and they will point you in the direction. And it can be it can be something about your mental health or you could be having a crisis of what your career is. Um, but they will have the support necessary of people who understand what you're going through. Um, but uh, attached to this broadcast, I will also on the podcast have a list of different support links that you can go to. And there will also be a Seize the Mind page on our website, which has links to all the different resources and information you can have. Um, Tristan, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Honestly, it's, it's a pleasure. I'm glad that we could uh, talk about this openly. So thank you very much for yeah. putting it on your station and making people within the industry, but not only within the industry, just globally understand you know, that there is a problem and there is a solution. We can find a solution, but we all need to get together. And as I mentioned, you know, the, the big players in the industry need to come together and, and create something that's going to help people that are suffering. Yeah. And I, can I just say of, of the whole talk, the very wise words for anyone who is going through something is to start with, this is not your fault. I think yeah. that's the biggest first step because there's a tremendous amount of blame people can have. of, um, And so take that first step to be kind to yourself. If you see somebody who's just not themselves, be kind to them. You have no idea what they're going through unless you step in their shoes and um, and that there is support around you with either your crew and online and outside support. So find the person that you can talk to and uh, start to, to speak what's going on. Tristan, stay well, stay safe. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Super Yacht Radio. Radio.